Welcome to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm having trouble getting my words together this morning. This is the third time I've tried to uh, record this episode, Um, but hopefully we are now on a roll. So what I am wanting to chat to you about today is how to keep your muscle in a cut or a diet phase. And one of the biggest reasons I'm wanting to talk about this is because we just tend to see so often that people work really, really hard in a build or a surplus um, to put on lean muscle mass. And then the minute they transition to a cut or a diet phase, they almost turn everything upside down and they start to do the complete opposite of what they were doing to build that muscle. And it's just not optimal if we're really looking to maintain that muscle mass. Okay, so dieting isn't just about how much weight we lose right? It's also about how much fat we lose, particularly if we're looking to improve our body composition. So losing weight is also not just about how much you weigh on the scale and not just about that number that you see, but also about how much muscle mass you maintain in that weight loss phase. Okay. So one thing that is really important that we do need to understand is that weight loss and fat loss are two very different things. So weight loss could be anything. Um, This could be water or fluid loss through sweating. It might be fat loss. It might be um, a loss of lean body mass, such as muscle tissue. Okay, and this is something that we can see really easily. So for example, if you, let's say you're going for a sauna session, if you take your body weight before you start that sauna session, and let's say you're at 60 kilos, um, you might drink, let's say one liter of water, Um, during that sauna session. And when you come out, you're actually down at 58 kilos. So what we can see here is that you haven't actually, and I'm sorry to break it to you, but you haven't actually just lost two kilos of fat. Okay. What we've likely lost in that session is closer to perhaps two liters of fluid or water. And that is probably going to be through the fact that you're going to be sweating in that sauna. Okay. Now, another um, way that we'll commonly see this, if you take your starting weight before an exercise or a training session, and that might be a resistance or strength training session, or it might be a cardio session, but you take your starting weight, again, it might be 60 kilos. Um, You monitor how much you drink throughout that session. Let's say you come out again at around, you know, 58.5 kilos, you haven't just lost 1.5 kilos of fat. Okay, Um, unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. So again, it's going to be weight loss as opposed to fat loss, and it's likely fluid loss, okay, or water through um, your sweating and your breathing in that training session. All right, and this is also why it's so important that we don't get hung up on the scales shifting each day. So our weight is influenced by so many things, and fat loss is going to occur on a much, much slower scale and over a period of time, not just overnight, All right, so when we diet, our goal should not just um, be weight loss, okay? It should equally be about keeping our really hard-earned muscle mass, all right? And that's not always easy. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to run through a few things that you can do 
And a few points that you can prioritize when you enter a cut or a diet phase that will hopefully um, just help you to hang on to and preserve that lean muscle tissue that you have built in your surplus, your build phase or your off season. All right. So one of the first things that we can do if we move to a diet or a cut phase is to avoid a really aggressive deficit. Okay, so once we set ourselves a goal, um, and let's say it's a, a weight loss goal, I know one of the things most people want to do is to get from where they are now to their goal as quickly as possible. And they pull down their calories, not just conservatively, but by a really, really significant amount. Um, and obviously they're hungry, their protein intake has suddenly um, dropped significantly and they're in a huge, um, I guess, energy deficit. Okay, so one thing we need to be really mindful of if we're in an aggressive deficit, so a significant drop in calories, is that it can be harder to preserve and hold on to our muscle mass. Okay, so if we are going into an aggressive deficit and driving for a higher rate of weight loss, then I guess there are a few things that we need to keep in mind along the way to counter and offset this. And I'll give you a few examples there. All right. So avoid aggressive deficits if you can. If for some reason that is perhaps something that really works for you um, or you don't have perhaps another option, you might be under time constraints or something like that, then what you can do to help offset those ag- that aggressive deficit is for every three to four weeks that you spend in a deficit, you then want to spend at least one week back up at your um, maintenance calories. Okay, it's one thing that we can do if you're in an aggressive deficit. So don't sit in there for any length of time. Make sure you prioritize coming out every two to three, three to four weeks and spend a week up at maintenance calories. Okay, another thing that you can do if for some reason you have no option but to move into an aggressive deficit for your cut or diet phase is to really, really focus on keeping your protein intake higher than normal. Okay, this can also help with satiety, but it's also going to help preserve your lean muscle tissue, um, which will tie in with my next point. So the first thing that you can do if you've got the opportunity to do so in a cut or diet phase to help preserve lean muscle mass is try not to go into a very aggressive deficit of calories. Okay, point number two, um, really aim to keep your protein high. Okay, so protein is going to be one of your best friends in a cut or a diet phase. Um And it's quite simple. So muscle loss comes from increased protein breakdown, right? So when we're in a calorie surplus, we're actually creating an anabolic environment for the body to build muscle mass. So we've got enough calories going in. We've got enough protein going in. So we're creating an environment that's going to support building and laying down new muscle tissue. When we diet, guys, and we move into a calorie deficit, we're actually creating the opposite. So we're starting to create what we call a catabolic environment for the body, okay? Um, and this, the catabolic environment is an environment where we're actually going to start to break down certain types of tissues, and that can be muscle tissue. It's also going to be fat on occasions, um, which is obviously something in terms of the muscle tissue perspective that we're wanting to avoid, okay? Um but we really don't want to lose this muscle. So one of the best ways of countering the catabolic environment that we create when we move into a calorie deficit, and there's not a lot we can do about that if we're dieting and we're wanting to lose fat, but what we can do to counter that is ensure we keep our protein intake high. And this is from lean, good quality protein sources, okay? Because that is going to help mitigate potential muscle breakdown, 
Okay, so um, if we are looking to preserve muscle mass, normally we're encouraging around, you know, 1.8 to 2.4 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So whether you're in a, a build phase or a surplus or a diet phase, we at least want to be sitting somewhere within that bracket. So if we make this really easy, let's pull a number in the middle and let's say you're again 60 kilos. Um, we're wanting to get like at least if we look at say two grams of protein per kilo of body weight, at least 120 grams of protein. Okay. Now, one thing we can do in a diet phase, if you look at that protein range, so 1.8 to 2.4 grams of protein per kilo of body weight, we may actually want to push this up towards the upper end of that range when you're in a fat loss phase. So rather than sitting around two grams of protein per kilo of body weight, which you might do, um, you know, normally week in, week out during a build phase, we might actually want to push that up to maybe the two closer to 2.4 grams of protein per kilo of body weight in a fat loss or diet phase. Okay, so that can be something that is super, super helpful um, in, I guess, mitigating the catabolic environment that is created in a calorie deficit and helping you to just hang on to and preserve your muscle mass, okay, in that cut phase. So point number three here is to actually give yourself more time than you think you will need, all right? One thing this does, it's going to allow you to avoid an aggressive deficit. So if you know you have X amount of weight to lose, rather than trying to lose that in perhaps just four weeks or six weeks, give yourself maybe 12 to 16 weeks to lose that weight instead. Okay, so that means we can take a more gradual approach. We don't need to go into an aggressive deficit. And what we do know is that a slower rate of loss can actually help us to preserve your lean muscle tissue. Okay, Um I guess giving yourself more time than you think you'll need is also going to lay to factor in additional time for unexpected things happening. You might hit a plateau um, with your weight loss. You might experience an injury. You might come down sick. Okay. And all of those things are potentially going to put a halt on your cut or your diet phase. Okay. So giving yourself more time than you think you will need is going to allow you to bring your calories back up to maintenance for a period if you need to. Have a diet break or a refeed for a week um, while you recover from your niggle or your illness. Okay. Um, And then we can move back into a more conservative calorie deficit or diet phase. Okay. So give yourself more time than you think you'll need. It will take a lot of pressure off you um, and will hopefully make that whole diet phase just a little bit more enjoyable if you can call dieting enjoyable. Okay. So point number four in helping you to keep your muscle in a cut or diet phase is to use diet breaks and refeeds. Okay. So this comes back to giving yourself more time than you think you'll need, which we've just spoken about. So if you have time on your side and you have an extra week here and there to bring your calories back up and bring yourself out of that catabolic environment that is created through consistent low energy availability, um, then again, we are taking additional steps there by giving our body a little bit more energy, a little bit more protein, some more carbohydrates during those diet breaks or refeed days um, to actually help preserve some more of your muscle tissue. Okay. Now on to point number five here. Another thing that you can do that is so, so important, and this is probably if I guess keeping protein high is going to be one of your best friends in a cut, then this point here, resistance training is going to be your best friend when you are in a diet phase. Okay. So 
Everyone, I think if you're trying to build muscle, then you're going to be doing some form of resistance training, okay, in your build phase or your surplus or your off season, all right? You're going to be strength training. You're going to be lifting weights, all right? One thing we suddenly see when people move into a cut or a diet phase is that resistance training goes out the window and suddenly they are replacing it with hours upon hours of cardio, okay? So, What we need to remember here is the things that built our muscle, high protein, strength or resistance training, are also going to help us keep our muscle. Okay, so your approach in the gym that built muscle will also keep muscle. All right, so it's really important that you maintain your resistance training routine and your sessions as you move into a cut or a diet phase. All right, and the fastest way to get that skinny fat look is to cut out all of your resistance training. And I know that is something that you don't want. So if you're wanting to maintain your muscle mass in a cut, you've, sorry, if you've been resistance training in your surplus or your build phase, you've probably been working across a variety of rep ranges. So, you know, six to eight reps, 10 to 12 reps, probably up to 15 to 12, 20 reps. Okay. And these are all rep ranges that we're wanting to hang on to when we move into a cut or a diet phase. So our goal is to maintain strength. Okay. We want to be putting intensity and energy into maintaining as much strength as we can. Um, as even as our calories start to fall lower. Okay. Now, one other thing to keep in mind here um, before I move on to the next point, when it comes to resistance training, don't suddenly drop your, your strength work. So don't suddenly drop out everything that you're doing in the six to eight, 10 to 12 rep range and start doing 20 to 30 reps of everything. Okay, it's one, it's not a cardio session, guys. And two, we really, what we tend to find with higher reps and what the literature is starting to support is that higher reps can actually um, be significantly more fatiguing on our central nervous system, especially when we are already in a position of low energy availability due to your cardio or your diet phase. Okay, so don't swap out some of your strength work on your lower rep ranges and put in everything at 20 to 30 reps. It is not going to do you any favors. Now, a general guideline that you might like to work on as you move into your cut or diet phase is simply to continue working in a five to 15 rep range. Okay. It's going to offer really good variety. Um, It's going to allow you to maintain some strength. You're also working across ranges that support hypertrophy. um, So muscle growth, even though we're in a diet phase, Um, that type of training is still going to create enough stimulus and intensity to help maintain your muscle mass while you're in a deficit. Okay. Working in that five to 15 rep range is also going to help manage fatigue. All right. Rather than us just pumping out 20 to 30 reps, lightweights, trying to get our heart rate up. All right. Not super ideal if you're wanting to hang on to your muscle in a cut or a diet phase. Okay. So keep your resistance training the same as much as you can. Okay. Um, Point number six, use your rest periods. Okay. So I am going to bring this up because most people, you know, when we think of, of weight loss, we simply associate it with sweating more. So short rest periods between your working sets when you're in the gym is going to allow you to bring your heart rate up. Yes. And it's going to allow you to sweat buckets. Yes. Um, but it's not actually doing a lot to help you maintain your strength. Okay. Having little to no rest is not going to help you lift heavier. Okay. It's actually going to leave you feeling pretty smoked. 
And if you're wanting to maintain your muscle mass, we need to continue to push the weight. We need to continue to focus on keeping our strength up. Okay, so short rest periods aren't going to support that in any way, shape or form. So as the point earlier, what will build muscle is also going to keep your muscle. So if you were taking two to three minute rest breaks in a surplus when you were focusing on building muscle, don't swap these out for 30 second rest breaks in a cut. Okay, keep those two to three minute rest breaks, use your rest periods and focus on really pushing your strength and intensity in your sessions. Okay, now point number seven, we are almost there. Don't do excess cardio. Okay, and this might sound a little bit counterintuitive. I'm not saying don't do no cardio, but just be mindful of how much cardio you are doing in a cut or diet phase and particularly in the early stages of your cut or diet phase, okay? We do not want to be doing hours upon hours of cardio early on when you enter a calorie deficit, all right? So let me just elaborate a little bit more on this. Cardio is a tool that we can use to increase our energy expenditure in a fat loss phase, okay? But this can also be what we call dose dependent. Okay, so remember when calories are low, we've only got so much energy to use each day. And we really want the bulk of this energy to go towards a high quality resistance training session. All right, so excess cardio can not only impact the performance in your resistance training sessions, which remember are your best friend when it comes to maintaining muscle, um, but can also increase fatigue if we're doing a lot of unnecessary cardio and potentially it can also have a negative impact on our hunger levels. Okay. And if you're in a diet, I can tell you diet phase, I can tell you right now, you do not want to be hungrier than you need to be. That is no fun at all. So my suggestion when it comes to cardio, okay, is we really want to focus on drip feeding this into your diet phase on an as needs basis only. Okay. Do not go all out in week one of your cut with seven days of cardio doing 60, 70, 80, 90 minutes of cardio a day. Okay. You are going to leave yourself in a very, very hard position to make more progress further into your cut when you plateau. So at the start of your cut, start with, you know, maybe just one or two shorter sessions of cardio. And then from there, only add in more if and when needed. And if and when needed, if you hit a plateau, in your weight loss, or, and hopefully this never happens, but you reach a point where your calories just cannot be brought down any further. So we need another way of increasing energy expenditure. And that's obviously going to be through adding in additional movement. Okay. So if you're doing seven days of cardio from week one, guys, on your diet phase, and you plateau in week three or week four, where do you go from there? You only have so much energy to expend each day, and there are only so many hours in a day to train. So if you're already doing a, let's say, 45 to 60 minute weights training session and you're already doing 60 minutes of cardio every day in week one, where do you find the time to do more? You're already doing two hours, Um, you know, not to mention the fact that most of us, you know, usually need to diet for more than three or four weeks to achieve our desired level of fat loss. So um, be enthusiastic, guys, but be smart, okay? Uh, When we, again... When we get into a cut or a diet phase, let's come back to point number three, where I said, give yourself more time than you think you'll need. Be in this for the long haul, okay? Don't run yourself into the ground in week one or two, because chances are, and 
you will not have reached your body composition or your fat loss goals within the first week or two. So we need to be smart about how we're spending our energy. Um, And we also need to be mindful of the excess fatigue that too much cardio is going to bring to us too long and the negative impact that that can actually have on our weight loss and fat loss journey as time goes on. Okay, so drip feed your cardio into your diet phase if and when needed. All right, don't go all out from the word go. Okay, now my last point here on things that you can do to hold on to muscle or help you preserve muscle in a cut or a diet phase is really important. Manage your stress and your manage your sleep quality. Okay, so that's our final key to maintaining muscle mass in a cut and it is all about recovery. So we know, and there are so many studies out there that show high sleep quality and managing stress go a long, long way when it comes to managing our weight. Okay, so we know through research that people who maintain a higher quality of sleep when dieting generally lose more fat mass, okay, and also maintain more muscle mass than those that let their sleep quality suffer. So we also know that a really good quality, say seven hours um, of sleep per night, can significantly help to improve focus and performance, which is what we're wanting to really try and hold on to as we move into a cut. And that can also help to manage hunger levels. Okay, you probably know you've had a really bad night's sleep. You're going to be craving all sorts of weird and wonderful things um, the next day when we're tired. Okay, our hunger and fullness cues can be skewed. Um, We know there's generally an increase in ghrelin, so our hunger hormone as well when we're tired, which is going to drive us to eat more, to eat more. And they're things that we're obviously not wanting to have to deal with um, when we are in a diet phase. Okay, so managing your stress and making sure your sleep quality remains high um, are super important. Okay, so let me recap on that quickly. How to keep your muscle in a cut or a diet phase. What can you do? One, avoid aggressive deficits. Okay, try not to drop your calories too low, too quickly, or for too long a period of time. Number two, keep your protein high. Protein is going to be one of your best friends in a cut. Number three, give yourself more time than you think you will need. This is going to help you avoid having to drop into an aggressive deficit. And it's also going to tie in with point four and give you time to use your diet breaks and refeeds. Okay, point number five, make sure you maintain your resistance training. So the approach that you took in the gym to build muscle is also going to keep your muscle. All right. And that ties into point six, use your rest periods. Don't turn your resistance training sessions, guys, into a HIIT workout. All right, use your rest periods. Focus on maintaining your strength. Focus on lifting a little bit more where you can in each session. All right, point number seven, don't do excess cardio. Okay, it is a tool. Use it wisely. Drip feed it into your cut or your diet if and when needed. Okay, and then manage your stress and manage your sleep quality. We know that maintaining muscle mass in a cut is all about recovery. So those two things are absolutely key. All right, so there you have it. Hopefully you can implement or even take away one or two points out of that episode. If you are moving into a cut or a diet phase, focus on one or two things there that you can do that will really help you preserve as much muscle as possible when you enter that calorie deficit. Um, But guys, if you enjoyed that episode or if you learned anything from it, I would love if you can take a screenshot, pop it up um, on your story. You can tag me at Gemily underscore X Fizz. Um, But as always... Keep moving, put your earbuds in and I will be back with another episode soon.